Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Well, Donald Trump got himself indicted. What that really means, we find out on Tuesday as we hear more about the indictment then, with Donald Trump appearing in New York. American political historian and author of 12 books, including The Case for Impeachment, Alan Lickman says the media has it wrong in some of the speculation about this case and the grand jury indictments. Well, we had a chance to talk with Alan Lickman and uh, asked, you know, is this a chance for the next book to be the case for indictment? <laughs> I think that that train has already passed. You know, he's already been indicted in New York. And it looks like, at least according to media commentary, 34 separate counts. You know, a lot of the mainstream media, even independent media, have been way off base in their analysis of this indictment. Yeah, what you know, did we get? They've claimed it was a weak, questionable case, and they don't even know what the charges are or what the evidence is. It's not released publicly yet. And until Tuesday, it's, uh, it's just pie in the sky and a lot of guessing, isn't it? Uh, everybody, including talk show hosts, uh, we're going to make our best guess as to what's going to come out. But you're a guy who has a record of guessing and doing it quite well. So what do you think? I think that the media is off base. It's just my guess. Uh, I think that this will involve a much greater range of financial crimes than uh, the media has suggested. Look, the Trump organization was already found to be criminally liable for tax fraud. It had to pay the maximum New York State fine of $1.6 million. You know, everyone is assuming that this is tenuously linked to a campaign finance violation for a federal election. Right. But it may well be linked to tax fraud. If, in fact, Trump claimed that the payment to Stormy Daniels was a business expense, not a personal expense, and then deducted that business expense from his New York State taxes, that could uh, lead to his being indicted for tax fraud. You know, you're talking about 34 counts. That's got to be a pretty serious indictment. And it doesn't matter that this is the first one. Each of these investigations in New York, in Washington with the Department of Justice in Georgia, is separate and independent. And each uh, investigation will rise and fall on its own merits. It makes absolutely no difference for this indictment, that there may be other more serious indictments, such as inciting an insurrection to overturn the peaceful transfer of power. Look, if you're indicted for bank robbery, it doesn't matter whether you might or might not be charged for the more serious crime of murder in another jurisdiction. You're still going to be 
held to account and go through the legal process for the charge of bank robbery. Same thing here. The uh, Republicans can smear Alvin Bragg, the New York prosecutor, yep. all they want, and the attacks have been outrageous. Trump called the African-American prosecutor an animal. They've falsely claimed he was manipulated by the Jewish financier uh, and Holocaust survivor George Soros, when the two have never met and have never spoken to one another. And this is a familiar conservative meme, you know, that this Jewish mastermind trying to control the country is manipulating black people to his evil purposes. Ellen, at the end of the day, these things better stick, and they better rise, I guess, to the level of a felony if you're going to go after a former president. And at least that's what some people are saying. Do you buy into that argument? In part. Uh, I have no doubt that if there are 34 counts, these are not 34 misdemeanor counts, I would imagine. And again, none of us know. So keep that disclaimer in mind that these counts do rise to a felony. And uh, look, you never know in advance what's going to happen when you go before a jury. And we don't know, and I keep repeating this, what evidence the prosecutor has. But just from what we publicly know, this is the kind of case that a jury can understand. It's real simple. He paid off a porn star who had alleged that he was have that he was having an affair with her. He then falsified his business records, potentially creating campaign finance violations and tax fraud and other business related violations. It's real simple. Much more complicated would be the case, you know, that he incited an insurrection to overturn the government. Ellen, as you've pointed out, we don't know at this point. But you, as a person that's predicted every presidential election result correctly since 1984, what would it take, or would you say, is there still a possibility that Donald Trump may end up being the president again? Well, as you know, my predictions over the last 40 years that have been correct are based on a system. And at this point, uh, it's too early to say. Uh, however, I can tell you this, and this is some interesting inside information based on my system, that uh, the election will rise and fall, not on the identity of the Republican nominee, but on the strength and performance of the party holding the White House. That's the basis of the keys to the White House, my prediction system. And the Democrats are far better off with having Biden run again rather than having this become an open seat contest. If Biden doesn't run again, the Democrats would lose two keys, the sitting president key and the internal party battle key because there's no heir apparent take six keys to count out the party holding the White House, they'd only need to lose four more. Whereas if Biden runs again and they secure those two keys, they would need to lose six more keys. 